I met my next guest at Adventures 2023 in Calgary this past May and June. Now, like most entrepreneurs, he and his partner identified a gap in the industry that they were working in. They got a little bit of money, they came up with a pilot, and then off and running they go. Sit back and settle in. We're going to learn a little bit about this software technology that's improving production from Alberta oil wells. Welcome to Shift. Today I've got Damien Hawking from Madella Software. That's it. Thank you, Damien. How are you doing today? Really good, John. How are you? I'm very well, and thank you for joining us. It's good to be here. Yeah, Adventures, hey? Your first time here? This is the first time I've been here. This is really cool. It's got a lot of excitement, hey? It's a good vibe. It's big. It's big, yeah. 3,000 plus people here today. Are you checking out some sessions? We've got so much work on right now. I basically came down to do the interview and have a chat, and then i got to get back to work. Back to work. Well, let's dive into work a little bit. Tell me about Medela Software. So, without wanting to get too techy, um, we do production optimization software for oil and gas. And what that really means is it's a flight simulator or a driving simulator for oil production. A flight or a driving simulator for oil production. Okay, flush that out for me. So we build simulation models of you know, oil and gas wells for production. Mostly here in Alberta we do heavy oil. But what those models let engineers do is see how well their wells are performing. Uh, can they get any more production out of them? You know, should we fly it over here? Should we fly it over here kind of thing? Um, And then part of that too, we've sort of got an autopilot kind of facility there where we tell them, here is where you really want to be operating. So thinking from a flight simulator analogy again, um, this is where you want to fly to. Fly in this direction, not that one. Okay, so your your software is looking at some variables of the production and saying, okay, so Let's get a little bit deeper into it, because that's, that's very out of the weeds. Let's get a little bit more into it, just by the fact that I said, let's don't go deep at all. But, so flight simulator, you want to fly in a certain direction. You're telling the production plant, or the software is, to the production operator interacting with the software that Maybe there's some variables that could be adjusted that will improve productivity? That's exactly what we do. Oh, um, okay. We don't, we, we don't do it automatically. Okay. We're providing advice to the production engineers. Here's what we think you should do. They can act on all of it. They can act on some of it. Um, they can test it out themselves if they want to with the simulation models. Um, but, yeah, the whole goal is to guide them in the direction where production gets better, emissions go down, um, and performance generally improves. So you've got the, the, the person that's interacting with this software. Is it, uh, what would that person's title be? Production? They'd be a production engineer. Production engineer. Okay, so they've got the software that's creating models for them. Like they said, okay, what if we increase this variable like this and we decrease that variable like that? They can look at your production model and it'll say, this is what's going to happen? Yep. 
that's what they can do. Okay, I'm I'm starting. I'm I'm getting this. Yep. I'm, yeah. Okay. So then we've go. We can adjust variables and see how it's going to impact production. Mm -hmm. So typically they're going to want to make that better. Yeah. Like what the they're going to improve the production. So give me a sense of what some of those improvements might be. Are we seeing marginal improvements, or is it how significant is it? Well, on our pilot projects that we've done, we can typically get about 10% more out of a well, 10% uh, more production, which is a lot. That's a significant oh. increase, right? If you've got 10 wells and you can get 10% more out of them, um, you've got a free well. You don't have to drill. Right, yeah, sure. Okay, so that is significant. Yeah. Give me a sense of what are, what are some of these variables? Like, you know, if we do have a... You know, if someone wants to geek out with some of these variables, listening. All right, if you're going to geek out, I mean, most oil wells here in, in the province are produced with something called artificial lift. And what that means is basically the wells need help to get oil or gas out of the ground. There's not enough pressure or they can't get enough rates out of them. So the artificial lift will be something like we'll do gas lift, like producers will do gas lift. And if you want to think about gas lift, think about an aquarium filter where you've got uh, gas bubbles up coming up through a tube to get to, uh, to circulate the water. That's basically what gas lift is. Um, you can have other things called ESPs, which is a basically an electric pump that runs under the ground. Okay. But there's a bunch of different settings. You can adjust how fast the pump goes. You can adjust how much gas you're putting down in the well. You can adjust the position of valves at the top of the well. And there's a fine balance between all of those that gets you the most flow out of one of these wells. And the flow, better flow, is better production. Yep. Okay, so then someone's looking at this ESG, you said, or the gas wells, mm -hmm. and they're going, okay, well, I'm gonna alter it by this percentage. Yeah. And then they'll see what that flow is. If the flow improves it, okay, that's good. Yep. It's, but that doesn't always mean if you change a variable, it's gonna have a good consequence. Yeah, you typically, you know, you're not you're not driving a speedboat. You're sailing an ocean liner when you, when it's an oil well. People make small changes every day to try and move it to its best operating point. You can't reef on it like it's a like okay. it's a racing car. Well, and it's not and also not a set and forget. Yeah, it's not a set and forget because they're always changing all of the time. So we're providing guidance every day for the production engineers on what they should do. So today make a small change, tomorrow make another small change, okay. and keep everything running where it should be. What did people do before this? They do it by hand. So, and, and guesswork? So you have this production engineer that's like, well, you know what, I think I'm gonna alter the ESG by a, a quarter turn. Yeah, um, Excel's the biggest one. Okay. You know, historical knowledge, which is becoming more of a challenge for the industry because older people are leaving the industry and they're not necessarily being replaced. So that was one of the drivers where we had this software company started okay. in the first place was to try and fill in the gap of not knowing what to do. So Medela works with the software engineer then to help them scope out those, I do this, these are the consequences, these are the results. Yeah. Vaults are good, we're going to do that. Yeah. They do that. They work with the software every day. Yes. So it's it's that, it's the modern day spreadsheet, it's the modern day kind of oral tradition in a way. 
<laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to describe it. But yeah, the computer's taking or the, our software takes over that oral tradition kind of thing of saying, here's what you did historically, here's where your well's at right now, right. here's how you can improve where you are. Okay. So where are you guys at now? When did Medela launch? We founded in 2015, okay. um, based on a very, very small project from Alberta Innovates that we conducted back in late 2014. Um, they basically said, hey, do you think you could do something over here? Um, so that was a very small, it was a $25,000 project. We got a reasonable proof of concept, and on that basis, uh, my business partner and I decided, yeah, okay, there's a business here. We can fill a gap for the industry. We can make a difference. Okay. For engineers here. What were you doing at the time, Daniel? In 2015? Yeah, when, when you had this idea, were you a production engineer? Were no, you... actually, I was a, I was a consultant. I was uh, working as a consultant in, at Meg Energy, but uh, okay. I've been in software now for about 30 years. So okay. instead of, it was one of those natural things for myself and my business partner, who's, who I also used to work with. So it seemed like a logical thing for us to do. So you were just seeing people in the industry, these production engineers again, doing this, relying on the oral tradition and the uh, Excel spreadsheets and going, mm, well, it's got to be a better way of doing this. My, my partner was at Suncor at the time. He was actually a production engineer. And oh, okay. He, he, he was one of the big drivers for getting the company started. He looked at this small prototype that we did with Alberta Innovates and okay. said, okay, we need this as a tool because heavy oil industry here in Alberta is not big enough for the really big companies to say, okay, we're going to develop a software platform for heavy oil. It's just, you know, it's a big industry here, but we're it globally pretty much right right okay so I, we I saw a, we saw a niche for a small software company servicing the alberta industry and that so that's the genesis of Medela. that's the genesis of Medela. okay so now where where is it at now where is it going and uh i i gotta say your your accent you sound like you're from either lloydminster or lethbridge yeah definitely that lethbridge no actually i'm from uh, adelaide in australia i've been in canada now for i think i'm just about crossing the half my life point 26 okay. years okay there you go and that's how old i am so you're 26 yeah, yeah. i can see that yeah yeah Quite obviously, 26. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, well, maybe times two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, you this project started in 2014, 2014, 2015 is when we founded the company, yeah. Was this small project, you had funding from Albert Innovates to do this thing, you did this thing, and you're like, this thing could be increased and, and refined and scaled. Yep to become what is now Medalla Software. Yep. And so where are you going now? What's what's the next step? And has there been funding that's helped you get to this point? And what's the work that's coming down the pipe? Yeah, there has. Ooh. I mean, we spent, we spent a long time doing technology and product development. Many years of, of evenings and weekends while we were both working, you know, at regular jobs trying to keep things going. 
sure. Um, we had a really big shot in the arm back in 2019 when Alberta Innovates did their first digital innovation in clean energy program. Oh, right, the DICE program. The DICE program. Yeah, yeah. okay. So we looked at that because we wanted to do this automatic software because engineers just have, they're oversubscribed now. There's too much work for them to do to be babysitting spreadsheets and wells and get all of that stuff done during the day. So um, we looked at the DICE program and thought, this is ideal for literally the experiment we wanted to conduct, which is, can we actually put these simulation models online? Can we have them provide guidance to engineers? Um, and can we do all of this automatically with a minimum amount of work from everybody, except for us? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Alberto Innovates was really, really great for that because I think that helped us. We did our first project with Suncor. Um, and oh, I think it's that, not small, uh, that's, that, that's not jump change. No, you, no. You dove in deep. Yeah, it was only three wells. Um, okay, it was well. a really, really good pilot project. But the best thing about the Alberta Innovate support, I think, is it helped de-risk what we were trying to do in the eyes of Suncor, right. which is, I think, a very, very important role that Alberta Innovates fulfills is to help people move from ideas to pilots to commercialization, you know, build the innovation industry here. Yeah, but yeah. we couldn't have done it without them. And okay. I don't think Suncor would have said yes without Alberta Innovate support. Also, it provides a bit of uh, validation in terms yep. of the technology and perhaps a reputational... Uh, yeah, it okay. really, really helps, I think, with oil producers okay. to have Alberta Innovates involved. Oh, well, that's cool. So where do you see Medela going from here? What's the next step? Well, we were lucky enough to do a second project with the second DICE round. Okay. Um, we expanded the scope of the pilot project um, by a factor of about 10. We've just finished wrapping that up right now. Um, I'm late writing the reports, so I apologise to Alberta Innovates for that, but we'll get those <laughs> in this week. Um, and then, yeah, we're having we're actually keeping the system live. Suncor seems to be reasonably interested in it, so we're going to keep this live for the next few months and keep working with the production engineers, and hopefully we're going to be able to commercialise this. Okay, so that's the three wells with Suncor. Yep, Continues. it's now 34. Oh, okay, so the number of wells has increased. Yep. So 34 wells that you've got going with Suncor that are running Medalla software mm -hmm. in, in, in uh, concert with the production engineer referring back to the software, making those changes, you're seeing roughly, or generally speaking, a 10% increase? We got that on the pilot. Um, what we've been focus okay. on, focusing on here a lot on this round is, you know, other things which sound boring like flow measurement and so on, but that's basically helping people understand what their wells are producing while they're not being tested, which, that's way too deep. Um, <laughs> that's way too far <laughs> down the Is there a Google weeds. page we can reference people to? No, go on, give it to us, give it to us. Part of, part of operation for wells is, uh, and this is an Alberta regulation, they have to test wells a certain fraction of their operational time to measure flow rates, and that's how they allocate production and do production accounting and so on. Right. What we provide as part of our software is when you're not on test, when wells aren't being tested, we're actually able to tell people, okay, what are the flow rates of the wells while they're not being tested, which helps with production allocation, helps them see what's going on. We do a bunch of other things in our software too, like we try and predict um, equipment reliability, you know, things where they might be damaging the lift pumps and those types of things from the way that they're operating. So the whole thing works as this big software sensor of a well that tries to explain to the engineers, here's what's going on all the way down hole in the places that you can't see. Right, okay. And it's interesting now, because as, as you're talking, I'm thinking about some of the other innovative businesses in Alberta. You know, we've got sensor companies, mm -hmm. uh, phase sensors at the University of Alberta, and many more. Is there any future plans to partner with some of these sensor companies to kind of uh, expand the scope of what Medalla software in concert with some other tools could do? Absolutely. Um, we're all over partnering with people. Uh, you know, the idea of someone who's got a better measurement device or measurement sensor, um, we've had people approach us because they've got different kinds of um, completions or oil world designs they'd like to try. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we're open to partnering with anybody. You know, okay. if, if there's anything there that can deliver value for us and deliver value for the industry, then we'd absolutely do that. Okay, so 34 wells. Yep. We said with Suncor, um, 
So that are there other in terms of interest? Are there other companies that are looking at this? And I, I would assume that there's people that are looking over some core shoulder and going, how's this tool performing? We're, we're trying to encourage people to sort of look over the shoulder sure, and, and, sure. and see how it's performing. There's, across the big producers, there's about 10, oh, sorry, 2,000 of these wells across the province, across the major producers. So that's a good-sized market for us. One of the things that we've been able to do, though, is expand the capability so we don't just do heavy oil anymore. Okay. Um, we can do shale, like Montney and the Duvernay, and that also applies down in the Permian. Um, and there, there's tens of thousands of wells that we could access from a market perspective. So, uh, okay, it's, sorry, I just want to start. You said three places, Duvernay, Montney. Duvernay, and Montney, and the Permian, and all the other shale areas down in the U.S. as well. The Permian's the biggest one. Okay, so these are areas in North America that are, there's pockets of oil, significant pockets of oil. Oh, yeah. I just want to be clear, so I'm uh, yep. I'm actually asking for myself because I have no idea. <laughs> there's, there's, you know, you probably heard of the shale gale from mm -hmm. the U.S. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Most of that's been driven by the Permian, but you've probably heard of Eagleford, Bucken, places like that. Yeah. You know, all similar types of stuff. Our software will work down there as well. So one of the things that we want to do is actually take Alberta-developed technology and export it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's cool. So, but, so what's next with that? Is there, like, in terms of export, are you guys... You know, as an entrepreneur, as you're going through that journey and you're commercializing your product, how slow, how fast do you go? Like, you know, how, how can you push the company that's piloting and how can you push Suncor and say, hey, we need this to continue to validate so we can go to export, so we can license this product out? It's a long process. I mean, one of the challenges when you're, when you're trying to be an entrepreneur and you're trying to do something like this where there's a number of markets that we could go after once you've sort of done the proof of concept and you've proved the technology is you've got you've to try and balance growth versus actually finishing shit. So, you know, you don't want to be you don't want to be doing 10 different things that you move forward 10% over the course of a year because then you haven't actually finished anything. You don't have anything complete that you can offer to people. So, that's one of the things that we're trying to balance right now. Um, you know, we've got a strong drive to try and get this commercialized with Suncor and with other heavy oil producers. I mean, you know, we'd like this solution in every heavy oil producer if we can. Sure, yeah. Um, but you've got to take it one step at a time, but you've also got to make sure that you're still trying to be aggressive about other opportunities that are out there in the export market and so on. And really, the only way that we're going to be able to do that is to grow the company itself. We need more people. So we need more Alberta-based engineers. We need more Alberta-based software developers. Um, we don't want to outsource. We don't want to outsource programming and software development to other countries. We want to do it all here. We want to build an Alberta-based business that's exporting its technology to the US and internationally. Okay, that's cool. How many, now right now it's you and your partner? Are there... <laughs> There's three of us. We've got a sales and BD guy as well who's been a huge help to us over the last year. Okay. If any entrepreneur is listening to this, get yourself a dedicated sales role as fast as you can because you don't have time to keep up with it otherwise. Right, I guess, yeah, that's, that's sage advice and good words. So we, t we started talking about adventures, a great opportunity here. Are you, uh, you're sticking around till Friday? I know you, you said you've got lots of work, you got reports due. So I shouldn't tempt you to say <laughs> I'm going to try and come along tomorrow, and I'll probably try and come along for a few hours on Friday as well. I mean, this is such a hugely interesting event. Um, I haven't had a chance to go for the last few years, but, you know, we're here now, so I'm going to stick around today as long as I can and then try and take tomorrow and Friday in as well. Right on. And where are you based out of again? Is it Calgary? Yep, we're based out of Calgary. Okay. This has been fantastic, learning about the product. Do you, and one final question just popped in my head. What do you think about the ability to take the product that you have and transition it to a different application? Has there ever been thought of that? Is it possible? Is it? Uh... Yeah, one of the big ones that we're very interested in, um, you know, Northern Alberta is going to start developing um, uh, carbon transportation and sequestration, right? CCUS, yep. where yep. CO2 is going to be put under the ground. The same technology that we have for helping um, oil and gas producers produce more oil, we can apply exactly the same technology to transporting CO2 around and putting CO2 under the ground right, into CCUS storage. Yep. So probably a big growth area for us there is if we can get that type of technology developed, then we've got a really strong solution, I think, for you know, helping Alberta get a bit greener. 
right on. That's cool. Thank you very much. I Thank you, John. Your time, Damon. No worries. It's good to be here. Yeah, right on. Great to have you. All right. Thanks a lot. Shift can be found online at shift.albertainnovates.ca, or you can reach us via email at shift at albertainnovates.ca. We can also be found on your favorite streaming service. So dive in and enjoy. Until next time, I'm John. 